Children of the world, parents of the world, this is for you. I'm Rowena. And I'm April. We are best friends and moms to five young athletes and sisters to Olympic champions. We have a mission to inspire our kids. And your kids. Through the stories of champions. Who am I? I'm a champion. Who am I? I'm a champion. Who am I? I'm a champion. Welcome, team, tribe, champions. We're doing it a little different this week. April and I have been chatting about the real life experiences that we have um, gotten to have because of the things and the lessons and the tools we've learned uh, from the podcast. So we're just going to chat back and forth and and uh, we're just, we're like all of you, we've got kids listening and we are parents just failing forward, trying to do our best and uh, hack our lives a little bit and help our kids be the you know best versions of themselves and uh we're just in it with you with the mix we're just so excited to be here um again with you guys and we have some awesome takeaways from some of our podcasts and some of the life lessons that we have implemented um for our children that we find that are really helping and we just wanted to share with you so today's podcast is going to be just a lot of great takeaways i know that Some of the podcasts that we post are so awesome and there's so much great information, but sometimes it can be so much um, all at once. And so we're just um, sharing with you the real things that have worked with us that we're trying to implement because obviously we're all a work in progress and we're really excited to share with you today. So thanks for listening. Yeah. And before we get into it, I want to say the um, reception we've had from you all the kids, but particularly the parents coming up to us, we've taken a little break in uh, recordings and I can't, I'm actually shocked at how many people have said, please keep going. Please don't stop. Um, I have one mom in tears telling me how um, it's affected her and her child's mindset. And it just, it means the world when you tell us things like that. So thank you. It's a labor of love. And um, yeah, we're just very, very grateful to the people who care. Um, and to really be, you know, straightforward and honest with you guys, we absolutely love doing this podcast. It really is a passion project for us. The only reason why we've had a break is because sometimes we have found that it's a little harder to schedule than we originally thought. So it has nothing to do with anything like wherever we really, really have this vision that we will be doing this forever. And we know that we're going to get better and better at scheduling. We actually already have a new thing that we're doing that's really helping. But uh, that's really what it came down to. So we're going to continue to work on that. But as you guys can imagine, a lot of these people that we interview have very busy lives. We're so lucky and grateful that we get them on here in the first place. But that's really kind of what it's come down to. So we are continuing to learn and learn from it and work with it. But we I'm the same. I have gotten so many amazing responses from you guys about how this podcast has helped you if you are a young and up and coming, you know, champion you know, I know that we've done a, a lot of athletes so far, but you know, we do have this goal that we're going to start interviewing entrepreneurs and artists and all these other things. So, so far it's been athletes and all you athletes that have come up to me and said how much you appreciate it and love it that you guys, that's what keeps us going. So keep, you know, doing that, you know, we would love it if you would write some awesome reviews on, you know, wherever you're listening to the podcast that of course helps us as well, but just 
the fact that you guys have come up to us and said, why haven't we you ha- launched any new episodes lately? Or when's it going to start again? That's actually what's really got us to, to get back into it. So thank you for all of that. And, um, and keep keep the compliments coming because we do we love it <laughs> of course and truthfully I, my own kids have been the ones who are like oh, wh- who are you gonna interview next when's the next podcast and I was actually shocked at that because yes we began this for ourselves and our own family and I just it makes my heart swell when they actually like it and listen to it so I'm I know right right <laughs> I uh I guess like recently I've had a lot of experiences and I probably should have written them down, um, but I'm just going to go with one recently. So uh, the Max Milet podcast we just released, go and listen to that if you haven't, you guys, so many nuggets. But that story between the, the exchange of energy between he and his dad and his dad stepping up into positive leadership and basically changing the way he thought about his own son and the possibilities that changed my life in a moment. And I know it sounds cheesy, but it really, really did. And I kind of looked at myself and what I was doing with my own kids at times. And, you know, you guys might listen to April and I and think like, oh, we've got it all together and we're the most positive leadership people, but oh my gosh, we put our foot in our mouths. We say the wrong things. We have to apologize. Like, you know, we, we're lit, like I said, we're failing forward as parents, <laughs> but, um, with Lion, my middle son, recently, uh, we were out. He's he's a slopestyle mountain bike rider. And um, he, a lot of the times, my husband and I are there with him. We're not coaches. We don't know anything about it. We're just there to watch, video, encourage, you know, be support. And there was this one time he was getting so frustrated, so frustrated because he just couldn't do what he was working on. And he puts his heart and soul into his sport and it becomes like very emotional. If you have kids like that, you get it. And I was just watching him. And as I watched him just kind of go deeper and deeper into despair and hopelessness over this session, and while it's just one moment, like it means a lot to these kids, I was it was the day after we interviewed Max. And so his story was fresh in my mind. And I literally just decided to channel Max's father, channel Ed Milet, and just be him. And I wish someone was videoing me out there, April, because <laughs> Lion was so embarrassed at like the way I stepped up. But I was, I basically was like this football coach, like not yelling at him, but being pretty, like, you know, pretty intense in my, um, level of voice, I guess. And like the words I was using, but I, I said something like, I said something like this to him. I, you know, watched him be down on himself and use these negative words. And I'm not a coach. Like I didn't know how to tell him how to get it. Or I didn't even know if he could truthfully, like I had no idea, but I just knew in that moment that he needed a belief smackdown is what what I want to call it. He needed the power of my positive leadership, just like Ed gave his son. Um, and I just spoke life into him. I spoke what I knew was true. Um, I told him to just take control of his mind in that moment and just believe that he could do it. I told him to claim this victory that he wanted and that he could conquer it rather than letting his you know, weak mind at that moment conquer him. And I just said, you can do this now. It doesn't have to be tomorrow or next week or next month. You can do it today. And 
I just said, no more trying, Lion, because he kept telling me, I'm just trying, I'm trying. And I'm like, no more trying, just do it. You deserve to win this day. You've worked hard. You've done everything that you need to. And I believe in you and you've got this now. And I just kind of, you know, at him. And um, (laughs) he was so embarrassed, like when he was hearing me give this little speech basically out there in Park City. Could the other kids hear hear you too? (laughs) Well, there wasn't really anyone around except for the guys manning the jumps. So, and you know, like to me, I'm like, I don't care if they hear me, but he's a kid, like we care, you know. Um, But yeah, he was so embarrassed um, thinking like the whole of Woodward could hear me, but he just went up there and he did it. Like he did it. It was, I think it was hours he was working on this. And I truthfully didn't know if he could when I was giving him that smackdown. I didn't know if he would, but I was like, what's the other option? Telling him like, oh, you know, it's not your day. Just give up, try again tomorrow. That was the other option. So I was like, what could it hurt? And I was truthfully shocked that he did it. And he was in bewilderment as well. He was just kind of like, it was the cutest thing ever. Just watching his face as he was just kind of like, he was like this, his eyes were just like blinking and like in shock that he actually did it. But I just believe that these are the moments that change our lives. You know, they're small, but he'll remember this and I'll remember this. And I remember April and I talking about it afterwards and we were just like, wow, like kids' minds are so malleable. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. We talked about that on the podcast, The Malleable Mind. And Jet's looking at me while we're listening to He's like, what does that even mean? I was like, <laughs> Don't worry about it. This is for the parents. This is the this is the comment for the parents. But it's right. so true. I do. I remember you talking to me about this afterwards, and I'm like, it is. It's such a good lesson for them. Just like you said, it's something that he will remember forever. That moment because he will start. He will remember like, wow, I really can do it. Wow, my mind really is powerful and all the things. But also, it's such a good lesson for you as a parent and for all the, you parents listening, like how much it matters what we say to them. And it's the same thing that we talked about in that podcast. Is that like. When Ed was telling his son, you've got this, you've got this, you can win this when that, that, for that one golf tournament, like he probably, like, I mean, we should, I can't wait to interview you, Ed, and ask you, like, did you really believe it or not at that time that he would win? But that's the thing is like, there is a balance between like, it's not that we want to lie to our kids, but we want to, we do we have to kind of let go of like what we really believe is possible or not and realize that like it is all possible because that is the truth. And you can't, there are so many people that we've interviewed or all these podcasts that we listen to because we listen to all these mindset, we just fill our minds with these mindset podcasts. And how many times you have heard of somebody being around like between like maybe 10 and 15 and they had somebody that believed in them and that changed everything for them, whether it was a parent, whether it was somebody else's parent, whether it was a coach and how much that impacts them. Or on the other side, you know, how many people said, oh, you'll never be able to do X, Y, and Z. And how, you know, some people do believe that and then they just let that get them down or they use that to fuel them. And that's why they actually became as successful as they were because they wanted to prove them wrong. But I, there's so many stories of that, right? Of people that were like, oh, my second grade teacher said I would never go far. And it's like, I mean, who knows? You know, like there all these like amazing super successful people or people that struggled with dyslexia and, you know, were told that they, you know, will never go anywhere. And then, 
and then look at them now. So it's just, it, it goes kind of both ways, not to say that we want to like say anything bad or mean to anybody, but it really does make a difference. Like, and you could be that person as if you're a coach listening, you could be that person as a parent for another kid, for your own kid, anything like And I think the biggest thing that I've kind of really learned too is to say what you think and feel like so many of us, this happens in all aspects of our life, right? There's so many of us that like think something and we don't say it. Roe is like a perfect example of being the opposite of that. So, cause she is like the compliment queen and she (laughs) says things like everything that she thinks. So like, if she gives you a compliment, it's super genuine. Like she really does really believe that. But like so many of us are a little shy to do that, you know? But it really can make a huge difference on somebody. So don't hold back. Yeah. I think also if you try this with either if you're an athlete listening and you try it on yourself, because like we've said before, not everyone has the power of positive leadership in their life from parents or coaches. So sometimes it's you yourself who have to be that voice that shakes you. But if you try it and you don't have the same experience that I just told you about with my son, don't stop trying because since that I've done it plenty of times as well with my other kids and different times. And I would say like, you know, 50% of the time the outcomes are magical and 50% they're not. So don't, don't, I guess, doubt the power of it if it doesn't turn out perfectly dreamily, magically, like I've explained, just keep doing it. It's a muscle that needs to be built. It's a, it's a practice. It's a habit. It's really, it's a habit. It's changing the way yeah, you think and speak and, um, and putting yourself out there in the the field of possibilities. And, you know, a lot of these things that we tell our kids, a lot of times we feel like I'm, I'm doing that. I'm saying that. And, you know, it's not working or whatever. Like it is such a product of consistency and knowing that like, it actually does start to work if you just trust the process. And we talk about this a lot, like in a lot of, you know, kind of different aspects in life too, is just like trusting the process, trusting the journey, enjoying the journey, but not stopping when you don't see immediate results. And I will actually um, give you a perfect example, because (laughs) this is something that my oldest son Jet texted me the other day, and we have been talking about how important the mental side of sport is for so long. We, I mean, it is really, I mean, this is why we have this podcast, because if you can get this side of the sport, like it's going to make such a big difference. And when you're young, if you're a younger athlete listening, you might not totally buy into this or (laughs) think that we know what we're talking about. But as you get older, really the separation between the very best and the not as good or where you want to go or what your goals are to where some people end up going is literally that mental side of things and the talent, like everybody is so talented and the separation is the mental toughness. I really think there's some sports that I I think that that is bigger than others, but I can show you some sports where it's literally like you will see, you know, everybody at the same exact talent, but within, you know, it's literally like becomes like, 80% of the sport becomes the mental that separates people. And so if you can start implementing these things now, it'll make such a big difference. And so we talk about the mental side of things all the time over and over. It's been years since when we've been saying it. And we, to be honest, have felt like 
Jed doesn't listen <laughs> and that he just blows it off. And, you know, he's like, that makes no sense. It's all about how good you can hit. It's all about whatever. Um, he's, you know, really into baseball right now. Anyway, but it was, so we have a cold plunge. Um, we can talk about cold therapy in another podcast if it's ever something you guys are super interested in, but we are very um, into it in our family. And actually the biggest reason why we're into it is because the mental side of it. Um, it obviously has a lot of uh, physiological benefits as well, but the mental side of this huge and he never wants to go in it and it's totally out of his comfort zone and he's always saying no and um you know we really try to push him to do it for that reason to get out of his comfort zone to push his mental toughness so anyway i he was home yesterday i was out and he texted me and he said i'm <laughs> this is a direct text from him that i just thought was such a good um such a good example of the fact that they really do listen. But so I wanted to read it to you guys. So he said, I figured out what I'm going to do. I finished long catch with the pitch back machine and I finished hitting. And cause that's what coach said to do. I can't do fielding cause I'm here alone. So I'm going to work on my mental side of the game and I'm going into the cold plunge. <laughs> and I just was like, Oh my gosh, he is, it is working. It is listening. You guys, this is, this is a long time coming to get something like that. So if you feel like you're doing all the things and you're not seeing any progress, just keep doing it. <laughs> because and there's so many things like we're gonna we're throughout all this podcast that you hear all these things there's so many you don't have to do them all like pick what works pick what you feel like is the most the thing that you want to work on the most or whatever like don't worry about doing everything um you don't have to do everything but it's that's why we love interviewing so many different people because like what works for for you and you guys are going to hear from actually you guys probably just heard from a professional surfer now that I think about when we're recording this where he talked about how he actually doesn't implement a lot of the things that other people do and look at how successful he is and he does other things so you just got to that's what's so great about starting to learn this when you're young is that you can see like what works for you and what's the, what are the best things that work for you? Oh, I love that you mentioned that because I think, I mean, you and I get in this situation too, where you feel like you're not doing enough. You're not good enough. You're kind of falling, um, in places, uh, with your parenting and truthfully of all the things that I've learned from the interviews and the podcast, there's only two things that we're really implementing well. Like we don't do the vision boards right now. We don't do, I mean, there's so many things we don't do, but the one thing is like, you know, being aware of the way I speak and they speak. So our words and our thoughts and then, um, reading actually just like I've, I've been really good at helping the kids, motivating them to, um, read, you know, for kids, they're boring. These kind of books are boring, but, um, and you know, we go up and down. It's not perfect all the time, but Lion, um, I think recently he's been reading, there's no plan B to your A game. And I'll get little emails from him at school. Like this was a recent one. And he's like, I only got to read the book a little bit today, mom, but there was a quote that is good for motivation. And then he quotes it. There are two pains, the pain of regret or the pain of discipline. You can only avoid one. It's your choice. And I mean, <laughs> I love that. Right? That is like the best. You gotta, you gotta print those emails and put oh, them in a book, right? And it, it's on and on and on. Like it just wow. And we're learning together, you know. Um, 
And you might think, I, I'm actually, I have no idea what you guys think of us. You might think we're <laughs> psycho dance moms. Like you might think, you might think we're just like obsessed about winning and sports and whatever you think, it doesn't matter. But I can tell you that the reason why we put so much emphasis on all of this and that the vehicle is sports for us, it just happens to be that, um, is because it's the bigger picture. Like I, I can think about a, a moment in my life, like I didn't achieve all my sports dreams. You know, we can talk about that forever, but, <laughs> but I think of, me neither. Um, right. Yeah. We're like, the, but actually I, Jen asks me all the time. Do you kids ask you this all the time? Like, why was Julia so much better than you? Like I, you know, like what, what was it that made her so much more successful than you? And I'm like, actually to be really honest, she was really good at the mental game. Uh-huh. Like she was obviously very talented, but she has, she is a mental competitor genius. And oh, yeah. if you guys don't know her career, her best events were the Olympics. Could you imagine? Do you know how many people have had amazing careers and their worst events were the Olympics? Her mm-hmm. best were the Olympics. Like mm-hmm. she has the mental game going on and I didn't. And I can look back and I can say like, cause it's so funny because I never would necessarily reflect on this that much, but my, but Jet just drills me about it. Like he's so, <laughs> he's so interested about like why she made it so much further than me. Like, and I don't know, maybe he's nervous as his brother's up and coming, but, <laughs> but I just, I tell her, like, I tell, I tell him, which is the truth my mom got really into um, all this personal growth stuff uh, when she was about Jet's age and she maybe a little bit older and I was four years older and I don't even remember her recommending me reading some of the things. Maybe she did and I blew her off maybe or whatever, but she had her reading all these things and I swear it made such a big difference. And yeah. Anyway, so you guys, I'm telling you this stuff works. Yeah, no, I believe it. And some people are born, you know, with a certain brain too. Mm -hmm. And, um, but yeah, my kids slam me all the time, like brutally. (laughs) At least you did it, but at least you were a different sport than Tora. Like at least you could be like, because I didn't do snowboarding. If I would have done snowboarding, like I literally did the same thing as Julia. (laughs) That's true. That's true. So I'm like, well, let's not do do the same sports boys. (laughs) Right. But you know, no matter how far you get as an athlete or your kids get, you know, if you're listening as a parent, um, I just know if you follow this path of, you know, choosing it to be a vehicle of personal growth, there'll be moments that you'll draw on forever that'll buoy you up in times when you need it. Like I think about actually my story of just even qualifying for the Olympic Games. Um, I remember the night before I was injured. I was, I was skiing terribly. I was, I had a lot of fear and pain, actually. I think that was one of the issues, um, we didn't know at the time, but my ankle was broken and I was misdiagnosed. <laughs> I'm so I kept... sorry, I'm laughing. I, just I know. Can't believe. <laughs> I know. Me either. Like, I and swear I... the ankle hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So bad. But <laughs> but I remember the night before my main event that was my best chance to qualify. My coach told me, you know, you're kind of embarrassing yourself. Um, it would probably be best if you pulled out truthfully it's not good for your future you're so young I think I was 20 at the time or 19 and he's like you can qualify for the next Olympics but I had had this dream I mean since I was four but really at 15 I recommitted to it when I knew that the Olympic Games were going to be in Salt Lake City and so for seven years I'd been like just it, it was laser focused and I looked at him in the eyes And I was just, it was one of those moments that you said, you know, it either fuels you or makes you give up. It just, his lack of 
belief just just made me just oh something inside of me and I was just like I don't care what you say I am going to these Olympics and you know the next day a lot of things happened that were lucky in my favor but I finished 14th I needed to finish 15th and I qualified for the Olympics and you know like I've said before I didn't achieve all my dreams and the whole Olympics was a really disappointing outcome but I I think about that moment all the time now in life you know whenever things just seem so hard and undoable and impossible I just draw on that moment like it was a little miracle for me personally and so the, you follow this path and you everyone will have moments they can draw on when they're dealing with difficult relationships, they're dealing with business, they're dealing with a job that they really want or, you know, a house that they want to get. I don't know, like life things. It's, it's all, it's part of it. And that's why we do this. That's why we're yep. obsessed with it. Yeah, just learning about the journey. And just to kind of wrap it up to you guys, there's a couple, Rowie mentioned the book, um, There's No Plan B for for Your A Game. That's an amazing one to read. I would say it's probably a little more advanced when it comes to reading. Lion is 12 and he is awesome. Um, and I'd say like for 12 and up, it's great. Um, there's one called Mental Toughness for Young Athletes. And what one of the reasons why I love that one is because it actually has an adult version too. So you read one and your child reads one and you can talk about it. And that's got awesome, it's got some really good nuggets in there. And then just because, you know, obviously I'm coming from a baseball background with Jet is there's a book called The Mental Game of Baseball from um, H.A. Dorfman. And that is an awesome book as well. It's actually, it's very specific for baseball. So it's got some great nuggets for sure. Like you don't have to play baseball, but I would say for the most part, probably if you're a baseball player that you would love that. There is a, um, it's so funny. He's been reading it for a while now. It's a harder one to read. So we got it on Audible too. So we do both, but we were listening to um, an Ed Milet podcast when he interviewed Sean Casey on November 22nd is when it was released. And Sean Casey talked, he's a professional base, was a professional baseball player, talks about that book too, how he wishes that he would have started reading that book earlier than he did. And once he got a hold of it, he just read it over and over and over again. I can't remember if he started in um, high school or college, but you just have to go back and listen to that um, that interview if you haven't listened to it yet because it's a great one but those are some books that we would love to recommend for you guys to read if you haven't read them and we will continue to on both our instagram at i am a champion podcast and um and throughout these podcasts that Roy and i do just the two of us we will continue to recommend things to you guys like books and journal ideas and you know journal prompts all that all those kind of things affirmations um we'll do some more affirmation podcasts as well because we know that you guys love those ones and visual stuff. Um, but we just really wanted to come here today and just uh, kind of give you guys some tips and show you kind of the things that are working and just kind of chat because this is, uh, we love you guys as this part of this community and we can't wait for it to continue to grow. And um, let us know if you like these kind of podcasts and we'll do more of them. Yeah, just real life stuff. And on the topic of books, in case you're sitting here just thinking, <laughs> how do they get their kids to read books? Like it's so hard. Trust me, it's hard for us too. And 
Dr. April gave me some amazing tips along the way. And it's called paying your kid to read a book. <laughs> it's called bribery. Bribery. <laughs> yeah. They so, say in some parenting books and podcasts not to do it, but we right. found it actually works in yeah. certain circumstances. And with certain children. So my son, Lion, yeah. I don't need to pay him. He's like so internally motivated. My oldest son, Sid, who's 15, I he is motivated by money. And truthfully, I mean, who works for free? No one. That's the real world. So mm-hmm. I, I feel okay um, doing it. And he's he doesn't have a sport he's obsessed with right now, but his obsession is filming and editing. Um, and ag- again, we're teaching him the same way we're teaching our athletes. It's all, it's all mindset. So for him, if you need some ideas, um, the, he's recently read The Four Agreements and it's just a fantastic book for anyone, but a, a teenager like developing, mm-hmm. like, such an incredible, yeah, incredible book. And truthfully, if you just feel defeated, like, oh, it's not working, I can't get him, like, keep trying, keep trying, because the way I look at this mental game stuff and our role in parenting, imagine if your two-year-old was screaming and crying about cleaning their teeth, which all mine did. I don't know if yours did. We would have to sit on them sometimes. Yeah. Like, we're not (laughs) going to Kind of regret doing that. Right. (laughs) Right. But they have to clean their teeth, you know? Like, it's not an option not to clean their teeth. It's not an option not to wipe their butt. Like, there are things you have to do. And so I kind of look at the reading like that. Like it's just not an option not to do it. And so I'm going to just keep trying and keep trying and find a way to make it a part of their lives and not give up. So uh, that's my just practical parenting tip. So thank you guys so much for listening today. We're so excited for you to, that you were here with us and we can't wait to share more with you. Please go and subscribe to our podcasts and leave us a review because the more people we can share this with, the better. And we're super grateful for all of you. 